Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 CJ Cup. DraftKings picks, fantasy golf, predictions, and bets. Of course, we're going to make some bets. Probably terrible ones, because I keep picking the guy who comes in second place and not first place, which I hear doesn't win, which is not great. Smash the like button to the episode. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. We're almost at 30,000 subs. Just need 1,000 more, and we'll get to 30,000. So if you haven't subbed yet, help us out and sub to the channel. Thanks. Fantasy Hockey is back with Fantasy fantasy hockey picks and bets on mayo media network if you like picks you like bets and DraftKings plays and hockey i mean it's, it's the show for you and it's quick and easy 15 minutes or less every single day plus if you want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings, obviously the pat mayo experience listeners league is not available right now for golf but it is available for football and you my great golf friends get first crack at it it's in the description right now so go check it out there's problems earlier uh, about restrictions, about beginners, as I wasn't allowed to join my own league because of some weird restrictions they put on it. I emailed them, so hopefully it's sorted by the time that you try to go and do it. If not, just check, click on the ranking show tomorrow or something like that. Rick, run good. Rick Gaiman is on the line. We haven't talked in ages. You're in Vegas. Golf's always in Vegas these days. Good fields in Vegas. How you feeling about the Summit Club? Yeah, Vegas has been good. Yeah, first of all, Pat, thank you for. Uh, I know that it is very precious time during football season. I'm glad we could we could make this work. It's always it's always good to chat. Summit Club's gonna be. I think it's gonna be pretty interesting. I was telling you before we went hot. This is. This is very, very exclusive. Uh, I mean, this is, uh, I don't want to call it a resort. It's not really that. It's its a residence. Uh, and it's probably the most exclusive residence in, in Las Vegas. And this course is only four years old. And it kind of plays towards, I don't want to say more resorty, but like that, that type of clientele, right? I think it's going to be generous off the tee. It's going to be an absolutely uh, pristine condition. The greens are bigger than average. It kind of lends itself uh, to that type of clientele that it gets on a daily basis. So you don't really need to be the best driver, irons and putting that that's the strategy here. I believe so. So I'm going to walk the course on Tuesday. I'll get a lot more intel. But the idea from what I understand is very generous off the tee. As long as you're not playing out of the desert, you're good. It's pure desert golf. And then uh, the way that Fazio has designed these green complexes, larger than average, but they have you know sections to them. So as long as you're in the right section, there's not a lot of huge undulation. They're more subtle breaks, which starts to lead me to believe you know longer, inaccurate drivers probably have the bigger edge uh, over a normal PGA Tour course and then being able to kind of hit those second shots onto the correct tier or the correct area or region is is really what is going to set set you apart this week all right are they going to make you park on the driving range if you go to the course <laughs> okay did you see this yeah. what is happening i, I okay I show up at TPC Summerlin. Hey, where's media parking over here? Great, great, great. Hey, just park right here. It is literally on the left-hand side of the driving range. I get out. There are six golf balls like right underneath my car. And I'm like, so the, the woman said, oh, the amateur, because it was pro-am day. The amateurs are on the far side. I'm like, that doesn't matter. I've seen these guys get loose at times. It was absolutely bonkers. I was I was worried about it. Hopefully better conditions uh, on Tuesday. Did, did you have any dents and dings and anything like that no i was so scared pat i moved it after like 30 minutes i was like i can't i and i went to the driving range and i was like i can't watch these guys do this i have to i have to move my car i went and i parked in general like general parking i couldn't take it anymore. Did, did they give you any sort of shit about getting your media pass because i remember at the dfs open 
I got a media pass to the Honda Classic, which I then didn't go to because I was hungover and just wanted to watch it on the... I think me and you watched it on TV at our, at our like, yeah, Airbnb. Like, I don't need to go there. Yeah, I, I, I get the gist of it. I'll just bet on Sungjae from here. And that turned out to be great. Should have done that last week yeah. now that I think about it. But like the guy who like ran the media for the Honda Classic just gave me so much shit. He's like, I, well, I've never heard of DraftKings. It's like, I do work for the PGA Tour too. Have you heard of them? He's like, ah, oh, well, I've never heard of you. I was like... Just give me the fucking pass. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I, it, it is very low key at Shriners. Let me tell you, there are times even without passes that uh, I've seen people walking around in places they probably shouldn't. Uh, so it is it's it's pretty low key over there. So luckily, uh, no, I did not have any issues fetching my my credentials. Well, let's talk Summit Club. It's a par 72, 7,431 yards. What do we got here? We got a par three that's 235. Looking at the officials. There's a par three that's 138 somehow. I'm yes. sure that's going to be bananas. Um, yeah, so there's one like really long par three. It looks like is number 12 drivable, the, the 360 par four 12th? Yeah, so I think they're 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 going to make that a drivable four, I believe. Um, de obviously, depending on where they put it, kind of similar to what we had at fifteen at Summerlin last week, where it's where it's basically drivable. The the thing that's interesting for for people who aren't aware, we're at twenty three hundred uh, feet of altitude here, so there is like a four to six percent kind of reduction to these to these distances. This isn't even going to play as long as the scorecard says it is. In my opinion, I think it's going to be pretty gettable. So they're going for two on the par fives, is what you're saying i i believe so yeah i think i think that's going to be the case and i don't and the rough is is i'm assuming going to be nothing uh it, it's it's going to be it's going to be something I, i'm pretty sure uh 78 players are in the field it is a no cut event it's a pretty strong field but if we go to the 10k range on DraftKings, dj coming off his one good tournament and actually he won the <laughs> masters had no good tournaments and he played really well at the Ryder cup he's the most expensive and he can regain the number one spot in the world rankings while rom is over in spain spain playing valderrama but 11 three for dj 11-1 for JT. Morikawa is 10-8. Xander, Spieth, Rory. This doesn't really strike me as a big Spieth course, but why am I just not taking Morikawa at 10-8? Isn't he a member here? Yes, and he plays um, he, when he's in town. He is here nearly daily, uh, every single day. I guess the interesting thing is going to be everyone knows that, right? Everyone knows the narrative. I assume he's going to be the most popular golfer in the 10K range. There have been plenty of instances in which guys who are members at places uh don't like it when tournaments get here. Summerlin last week was a great example. I play there all the time. I've never seen any of those pin locations, right? Because they would never do that to the membership. Now, Colin Morikawa also, uh, not sure if you've heard, Pat, very, very good at golf. So I don't know if it matters, but there is, I, I do wonder what the tipping point of this narrative and what the ownership is before you just flip to Xander, who is, uh, you know, five minutes down the road, all, constantly playing all these courses in Vegas and is always in complete control of this game. I feel like you could probably take both those guys. The one thing, it's not so much the membership, because we see this with this is the Ryan Palmer at Colonial every year that he doesn't win. Correct. But with Morikawa, if this truly is going to be a second shot in putting course, if he's familiar with these greens and can adjust to the new speed for a tour event, it feels like he should at least have a have good recognition of the tiers that he needs to be on, even if the pin placements are a little bit different. And he is the best iron player in the world, so he should be able to figure that out pretty quickly. Just make some putts, Colin, and you're good to go. 
Yeah, you counteract the the membership, either positive or negative, with just the fact that he's you know one of the best in the world. So I certainly don't mind that. I'm probably more bullish on on Jordan Spieth than you are. I mean, listen to me, he can get loose with the driver here. That's fine. I don't think it's going to cause him like his big issue is when you start sticking it in you know the four inch rough or you're finding hazards off the tee. There are a couple of body bodies of water out there. I think they come into play on seven holes, but for the most part, I think you're going to be able to drive it without much regard for accuracy and that. It's it might not be the perfect setup for speed, but I think at least it, it it doesn't disadvantage him to be inaccurate with the driver. I think what I would do is just drop to the nines and play Hovland instead. Morikawa and Hovland, just play some young guys and we'll be good. My my heart flutters for Victor Hovland. I mean, this is he is one so special to the best ball striker in the field last week. He lost nearly nine strokes around the green. That's not going to happen again. I, I mean, he is. He's so dialed in with the longer clubs. Um, yeah, if this turns into a second shot course and no one has ever seen it, and he's obviously on the younger side of the tour where he goes a lot of places he's never seen before. Th- yes, I'm I'm like all in on, on Vic Hovland this week. Yeah, 28 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook as well. So I'll probably be betting Hovland for the first time in ages. And like you said, nine strokes lost around the greens, not on the greens. Um- around the greens which makes it really (laughs) impressive because like you said he led the field in ball striking so it's not like he was missing a bunch of greens in regulation so what this boiled down to was i guess every time that he missed a green he like flubbed a chip in front of him how does that how do you lose that many strokes yeah so i was i followed him a lot he had uh he hit a, a on his approach onto eight to par three. He was in the greenside bunker, left it in the bunker, and then didn't hit a good one out of there. That hurts it. He was uh, basically just in the wrong spot in a lot of places and hit a lot of yeah, the, like this, like the ten greens that he missed. He hit horrible chips and pitches onto all of them. Yeah, that 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 about tracks. And now when I put money on him, somehow it's going to get even worse. There's no mito for me to lose money on this week, so that's always a nice thing to have. But DJ, I mean, if, if we talk. Justin Thomas was putting really well at the Ryder Cup, and obviously that's going to change week to week, but he's not a great driver of the ball. He is an excellent iron player, and if he can get it rolling, maybe it's not Morikawa Xander. Maybe it's Thomas and Morikawa to go to, because I I just don't know what to do with DJ right now. He's so expensive. If he plays prime DJ, he's going to win, but outside of a match play event, like he legit has not looked good in ages. It's true. Uh, I'm probably more bullish on him than you are. So here's the thing with DJ uh, kind of narrative street is no matter what direction he's going in, sometimes it's hard to stop him, right? When he starts going great, he wins everything. The, you know, the end of 2020, just, he's just piling up victories in top tens. And then for the vast majority of this year, he's headed in the wrong direction and he can't figure it out. The, the thing that I don't think we're talking about is that he's gained strokes putting in like nine of his last 11 measured events. He's rolling the rock right now. If he gets back to his DNA, which is, you know, hit it far off the tee. I don't even care how accurate it is. He's going to have wedge into so many of these greens. I see a path for Dustin Johnson. Um, I'm not, I'm not sprinting to get him into my lineups, but I certainly see the path for him. Like, would you say the opposite of Rory right now then? Who? Yes. It's kind of, yeah, I'm like, is he broken? I'm like, super what's, nervous. What's wrong with Rory? <laughs> but it's a, it's a Fazio course. So he's going to win. 
I know I'm, I'm, I'm worried about Rory. So it's kind of the, yeah, right. It's the opposite thing of, 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 of even Jordan Spieth, right. Where Rory's biggest weapon when he's going well is the driver. If that is a bit negated this week, he now relies on a wedge game that has been pretty sour for the better part of a year. And then leaving a lot of questions with uh, the flat stick when he does get on the green. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty worried about Rory. The only thing that I think would be interesting is if there are, and I'll find this out on Tuesday, if there are kind of areas where these, these fairways pinch in and you either have to carry the bunker or lay back, that would help good drivers. But otherwise, I think it's just going to, I think it's mostly going to be negated for some of the better drivers of the golf ball. So for my DraftKings lineups, I think it's going to be JT and Morikawa for me. It's going to be tough to play them in the same lineup unless we find some guys from the very bottom to end up pairing them with. So if we drop to the nines, I mentioned Hovland. I like Hovland a lot. I'm going to bet Hovland this week. You mentioned best in ball striking last week in the field. I mean, it's not like he learned how to chip over the course of the last four days, but maybe he just won't have to deal with that often. You said they're very big greens. Going to be even harder to hit their miss this time around. Burns is up there at 98. Brooks, Finau, Sungjae coming off the win. Decky, Louie, Cam, Answer, Scheffler. And Scheffler's rebound round in round two at the Shriners was completely putting-based. He gained four strokes putting. The ball striking was still god-awful like it was in day one because I really looked at him and was like, oh, these are the perfect guys that I love to go to. Bad round one, killed it in round two. And then I went and looked how he actually did it in round two. I was like, oh, he was actually like worse ball striking than he was the day before. It's just he made every single putt. So that's kind of worrisome. I think everyone who looks at stats is just going to go to Louie at 93, and I'd be hard to disagree <laughs> with him. Yeah, third in the field in strokes gained T to green last week, a very quiet T14, and he lost strokes putting. And he's, you know, statistically was the best putter on tour last season. So, yes, anybody who um, looks at anything metrics based is going to look at that. I mean, what do we do with uh, like Sam Burns is maybe the hottest player on the planet. I mean, from T to green, he's piling it up right now. Had a horrible Sunday at Shriners, still gained eight strokes T to green on the week. He's now lost both at Sanderson Farms and Shriners. Uh, he's lost strokes putting in both of those. He's a very, very good putter. Is, are, we, are we destined for him to find the flat stick and win this by three shots? Maybe. The one thing I would go back and caution with, he gained 3.6 strokes in round two at Shriners. He lost strokes on approach in the other three rounds, which, you know, if you're not going to be making all of your putts, is going to be pretty tough, and that finally caught up with him in what was a birdie fest in the final round. He shot over par. I just still think it's too much for Sam Burns. Like, I didn't mind him as much last week because I knew that no one was going to play him, but back-to-back -back big finishes. Maybe he gets lost in the shuffle with a lot of the bigger names around him right now. I just feel like there's better... If it's the difference between... Let me bring up the pricing again. So, if it's the difference between me playing Sam Burns or playing, let's say... I don't know, Tyrrell Hatton at 84, but not playing Burns gets me Morikawa in my lineup or Thomas in my lineup. I'd rather just go up. Interesting. Yeah, that's, it's fair. Um, I, and also the one thing that concerns me, I know this is not a major championship, but Sam Burns, uh, you know, his record as, fields get a little bit better. I mean, he played well at Riviera last year, probably should have won that, but like major championships, he's been horrible. I do wonder if he can be the guy who wins twice a year, but it's, you know, Byron Nelson and something else and, and Sanderson farms and not, you know, CJ cup and then a playoff event. So I still, I still as, as excited as I am about Sam Burns wonder about kind of the next level of his, of his game. I just don't, do you think, I mean, no one's going to use Brooks, right? Like that's not happening. 
I don't think so, but wouldn't you? Okay, so there's a lot to unravel here. He's obviously has uh, unreal win equity. The ceiling is very, very high. You guarantee him four rounds. I feel like that's kind of good because sometimes Brooks gets to these events. We saw it at Palmetto. We see it a lot of places where he has a bad round one and he's just like, I'm just like, I almost want to miss the cut. Like I'm ready to get out of here. I think he took full advantage of Vegas uh, in his first week, right? He went to the, he went to the Fury Wilder fight. He's having a great time. I wonder if this is a little bit more business as usual. Let's go with a, with a top tier field and show these guys I'm one of the best players in the world. I think I'd rather risk my money in the betting market on Brooks than risk my DraftKings lineup because Finau is pro is, is no is the better DraftKings play going into the week. Yeah, so I I I tend to agree with uh I mean putting someone in your DraftKings lineup is uh I mean it's a risky proposition. You don't necessarily want the the outright win equity guy if that's all that Brooks brings to the table because so often he will um uh, similarly you know, ruin your lineup. So I, I understand the sentiment there. Also, he has not, he's not putting well, right? Four straight, four straight events. He's lost strokes putting. I just, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's a scary thing when the, when the argument for or against Brooks Kepka, I'm trying to make it based on his perception of the city that he's in. And like the, it's just, it's, it's such a fool's errand to try to pull this off. Yeah. You can just say you don't want to play him. I would contend, however, that this would be the exact type of tournament where you do want to take the win equity guys. Cause they can't miss the cut. Yeah. Guaranteed four rounds, unless he really, really, really wants to get out of here. Uh, and then birdie makers, right? That's, that's the other thing that we see. And there's plenty of those as we go, as we go down the list, these guys that are constantly going to be outpacing their, their finishing position uh, with birdies and offsetting them with bogeys is, is insanely valuable right now. Yeah, absolutely. So Brooks, and maybe I'll throw Brooks into the player pool at a very small margin. Is Louie going to be so popular we can't play him? Because you mentioned Brooks has lost strokes putting in three straight events or four straight events. Louie's lost it in three straight now. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's true. I, I think Louie will be pretty popular. $9,300. I don't think that there's a lot of people who are going to be thrilled to go back to like Abraham Answer or Scotty Scheffler after, you know, they were a big reason for a, a, a sub 1% six of six rate last week. So I do think Louie is going to be incredibly popular. Uh, I think it's warranted, but in game theory, uh, the argument is usually uh, when Louis plot popular, you don't play him when he is, uh, you know, 7%, that's the time to run him out. So I, I do think you're going to have to make a Louis decision based on the contest that you're playing and the game theory that you're trying to deploy. All right, let's jump down to the eights, unless you have a pretty strong case for like Cam Smith or Scotty no. Scheffler or any of those guys. Let's jump on down to the eights. <laughs> All right, to the eights we go. We got Harris English, who I really like this week. Tommy Fleetwood, Webb Simpson, Leishman, Kokrak, Hatton, Lowry, Casey, Scott, Reed, Rose. Oh, Rose, and he's in the 7,000s anyway. We can just stop talking about him. Adam Scott can't stop gaining strokes with his approach. I don't understand how he finishes like T37 every single week because apparently he can't drive the ball anymore. But Harris English, I don't know what happened to his putter. He lost six strokes putting in two rounds. That's what happened to him last week. Uh, by that was his worst two round putting performance of his career. Six <laughs> strokes putting. That's um, you know, you, you know, it's funny. He had to re he had to like regrip that putter. You know that putting grip that he has that's basically falling apart. Uh, he had to do a little bit of surgery on that at the Ryder Cup. And I honestly think for a guy who's had his putting grip for 15 years, 
altering it like that is is probably what led to this. These guys are so mental. But uh, he was he gained two strokes on approach over those two rounds. You look at what he did. You look at what guys like Jason Kokrak and Webb Simpson did. You know, Simpson and Kokrak were both four under, missed the cut. They both gained strokes on approach. They both lost strokes with the putter. These are guys that are easy to buy back in on uh, for them to get back to their baseline, get back to their DNA, and probably why while most people are forgetting that they exist. Yeah, uh, Kokrak was the next one at 8500 bucks. I really want to play Patrick Reed, but he might just have to stick to the betting card because Adam Scott is the far more logical choice here. Yeah, Adam Scott, again, he's another guy that I was able to get a lot of eyes on because he played with uh, Hovland and, and Hideki the first couple of days. And, you know, it was interesting. He he didn't he didn't play all that well, but you can you can tell like when he gets going, he can have these five or six or seven whole stretches in which he can just put up a bunch of points and he can rack up uh, birdie streaks and he's a threat to get you an eagle every now and again. So, yes, it is. It, it was pretty impressive when he's on top of his game. Obviously, um, he didn't have it for all 72 holes last week, but he, he, he still has plenty of magic in that in that sweet swing anyone else in the eights that we should be like should we be talking about lowry or hatton or those guys or just say you know what i I like english i like kokrak i like adam scott then we can find some other guys to throw in yeah, I worry about um, I worry about Casey, who did not play well uh, at the Shriners, missed the cut. He didn't play well at the Ryder Cup. I think there is there is intrigue in Hatton and Lowry, right? These are the guys that we have not seen really since the Ryder Cup. And I imagine most people are just going to kind of scroll right past them. And Shane Lowry has been, uh, to his credit, uh, really good on approach over the last six months or so. He would be the one guy that I think when, when we get ownership projections as we get closer to to lock who's going to come in super super low owned that i would not be worried about taking a flyer on okay shane lowry i'll throw him on the short list and i'll use fantasynational.com for my ownership projections for the week and as we're speaking on monday evening probably not the most accurate at the moment and where this is a west coast start in terms of time zone you can just check in and make your lineups either on late on wednesday evening or early on thursday morning to have the most up-to-date ownership projections and then in a small field like this you have to play the percentages even if it's someone you don't want to play if they're shane lowry and they're two percent owned in a 78 man field you kind of have to play him at that point uh, yeah, exactly. Especially because uh, you've got no missed cut uh, worries this week. Yeah, it, it really is. And 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 there's going to be guys as we get down to the 6K range that like, hey, if they finish, you know, T39, they might have paid themselves off. So there, there's a lot more strategy this week. And I don't think people realize it. They just say, oh, I can't miss the cut. I'm just going to play the guys that I like or whatever. But there's there's a lot more to it than than appears. Uh, any of those guys in the 7K range for you? Because I'm seeing like Rose. I'm not playing Rose. I was actually just thinking about playing Henley and Siwoo. Yeah. Okay. So um, I always get Siwoo wrong, but he's been he's been pretty darn good recently. Obviously still that volatile nature. No problem there. If that's what you're investing in. Um, the one for me is Aaron wise, and I'm not a particularly big Aaron wise fan. He's $7,400. He was 25th on tour in strokes gain T to green, uh, last year. So that's like when you're top 25 in a category that important, it's, it's impressive and it's a really good start. And it speaks to how bad of a putter he was, but he's starting to make gains there. Uh, gain strokes again last week. Now three out of his last five, he's gained strokes with the putter. And I'll tell you what, Pat, I was there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Every single non-minute, 
uh, or every single minute that Aaron Wise was not playing out on the golf course, he was on the putting green grinding. And it is it is showing up in his stats. It, it's It's been pretty impressive. And if he unlocks that part of his game, I think he can make a lot of noise moving forward. All right. Uh, we'll just call you Ben Raza because you've just suggested oh, that's, a, that's Aaron a Raza Wise. guy. <laughs> that, that is Raza's guy. So apparently Aaron Wise is going to win and we're going to win all the money this week. Is he still doing the broomstick putter? Because I know he changed that in the playoffs broomstick baby yeah he's um it's it seems to work for him it's ugly but effective mav mcneely is 7300 i believe he is also a member here too correct las vegas uh resident plays all over but i am also under the impression that he is a member here um which is which is interesting right because you normally you normally like mcneely small greens Yes. Right. That's what I was thinking. Shorter courses, small greens. Um, I was trying to think about what kind of course would fit McNeely. I'm not sure this is it, but I do like at least a little bit of, of, of knowledge there. Yeah. I'm probably going to pass on McNeely. I think that narrative is going to become overwhelming and unlike at the top with Morikawa, you don't have Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas and Xander Shoffley sitting next to him. So it does feel like the ownership is just going to concentrate there on McNeely. Although Gooch will probably be pretty popular. Like stat modeling will, will show you that Harold Turner the third is like the best player on tour right now. Will HV three play? Uh, just had H yeah, congrats to him and his wife just had HV four. Uh, I think it was Sunday night or Monday morning. I wonder if he will end up teeing off here on Thursday. Well, new baby or go to Vegas. Well, I've been in that situation. <laughs> Vegas is the answer. Is that a tough sell to the missus? Like, you know, one day after your new baby, Hey, I got to run to Vegas. For hey, work. <laughs> hey, I got to go win 2 million bucks. Yeah. I feel like you could fudge those. It's also like 50K guaranteed just to hit a tee shot. Maybe, I mean, it's definitely worth the trip, right? <laughs> well, I'm not American, but isn't that like, you know, that covers like one fifth what it costs to have a baby or something. Oh yeah, they're still in the hole. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But it, it's a lot of diapers. It's a lot of formula, but yes, uh, hopefully he has good health insurance, HB3, congrats. Do they provide health insurance on the PGA Tour? I feel like the, the PGA would do that. Oh, it's a good question. They have a retirement plan. Uh, so there are there are benefits. I don't know if they extend to healthcare or if that's where they draw the line and say, you guys are independent contractors. I don't know. There's definitely a retirement plan. I'm not sure about healthcare. I wonder if that's going to be one of the, the selling points of the pro golf league or whatever the hell that <laughs> thing is. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, pay your, we'll pay your medical bills. That would be a big selling point, I think. <laughs> Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament out of the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash Mayo now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED. All from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com Mayo and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Mayo now to get 15% off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash Mayo. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Healthy snacks have a bad reputation. And let's be honest, most 
don't taste very good, yeah, that's a thing. They don't fill you up, and they certainly do not satisfy your cravings. This episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less. I don't even do keto, but it's just better for me and I feel better when I have the Monk Packs rather than eating this garbage from the grocery store. So you can get the Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars. They contain just one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 140 calories. They're gluten-free, grain-free, plant-based, non-GMO, with no soy, trans fats, sugar alcohols, or high-intensity sweeteners. This is what I eat after I go work out, whether it's a run, whether it's a lift. I just pump the Monk Pack bars into me and I feel great afterwards. I'm not giving back all the calories that I've just burned and I do feel full. And they're perfect for a quick breakfast between Zoom calls, a guilt-free dessert, whatever it is. They taste incredible. They're really, really good. Most of these ones just taste like absolute garbage, but not Monk Pack. And you can't beat the low sugar nutrition they provide. And by shopping online, you can avoid another trip to the grocery store by getting Monk Pack delivered right to your door. I'm obsessed with these bars and I probably eat more than I should, but that's okay. To make sure that I'm always fully stocked, I signed up for a subscription to my favorite flavors, which saves me 10% on every order and ships them automatically to me. Try it for yourself and you'll see. And we have a special deal for the listeners of the Pat Mayo Experience. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code MAYO at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K dot com and select any product then enter the code mayo at checkout to save 20 percent off your purchase monk pack delicious nutritious food you can count on and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast uh six k's i saw polter was trying to rent a yacht Ooh, really yeah he, he put it on instagram that he uh, he just like does anyone know where i can rent a 10 to 15 person yacht and i was like oh it sounds like polter's there to party uh, where is he going to take it? Lake Las Vegas, Lake Mead? Like, well, like, we're in, we're in the middle of the desert. What's he doing with it? I, I don't know how, how far away is like Lake Tahoe. <laughs> okay, Tahoe. Yeah, well, he's got to get back for the. Okay, I guess I guess he missed the cut last week. He had a couple of extra days. That would make sense. He could have take. He could have gone to Tahoe. That would have been that would have been a good time. Polter. Yeah, that's not bad. If, like, when we start looking down here, like we're back on bent. So Schwartzel could pop out. There's a bunch of like creative player Asian tour guys that I've never heard of before, like Jack Hyun Lee or Seung Hyun Kim. I mean, more Kims, the better, really. There's three Kims at the bottom of this field. Not one of them is Siwoo. He's way too expensive. Munoz <laughs> is down here. Ari Iggs. Ortiz played a lot better last week. Ortiz played better. Uh, from what I saw with Harry Higgs, this was the eye test. He was in control of his game. T to green didn't putt all that well. I don't know what his stats ended up finishing, but there's there is a guy here. It's Cam Davis. He's sixty four hundred bucks. He is again, I think a a beneficiary of hit it far, don't worry about where it lands type of golf. And also he is uh, by far uh, bent grass is is his best surface. Uh, so I I think it might be a a fire up Cam Davis week. And if you like the momentum from, from Sunday at Shriners, he shot his round of the, of the week. I think it was a 64 or 65 on, on Sunday. Can I interest you in Wyndham cut Wyndham championship cut misser and Shriners cut misser Ricky Fowler. 
Unfortunately, you cannot. Um, I tried to, you know, I, I was I was happy to try to be early on Ricky uh, last week at the Shriners, but it, it's it might be more of the same from the last 18 months for Ricky, which is unfortunate. The game is much better when he is uh, when he's playing well. But no, I will now officially be late on Ricky and it might be a while. Or you could just save your money and not play Ricky. And it's like, oh, yeah, this worked out really well. Yeah, I mean, right. Being trying to be late on him, right, and and not playing him uh, hasn't burned us for eighteen months. So I think it's I think it's okay to to continue this for the foreseeable future until we start to see some of those metrics turn back into his favor. If we're gonna lean heavy on irons, Hoagie continues to hit his irons really, really well. Um, who else do we got here? Keegan Brad. I mean, Keegan. What? I don't want to play Keegan. Keegan in a no, no. cut. No, he'll make birdies. It's just maybe if he. I just he might I make birdies. I I can't do it. Um, Johnny Vegas. Why Vegas? I've seen the name floated around a bit, and I just assumed it's because the tournament is in Vegas. People are like, "Oh, Johnny oh, Vegas." Yeah, that's why I'm just confused about the location. Uh, it would be it would be a great story. Here's here's why I think Vegas is interesting. He's sixty three hundred bucks. We know he's always great off the tee. Uh, last twenty four rounds, he's like top. Uh, I'm counting 18 ish in strokes gained approach. I mean, he's ball striking it much better. He's very, very cheap. He's priced amongst guys that he's probably a lot better than, and he offers a lot of salary cap relief. That's why he gets there for me. I'm not a, a Johnny Vegas truther or anything like that, but I can, I can understand it. I just feel like if you mitigate his best weapon, that becomes problematic. He's dropped strokes on approach in three, three of his past five rounds to a lot of like, cause I was looking at him as well over the past 24 rounds. And I went and looked at it. It's mainly from like the three M and the Wyndham, uh, mainly the three M when a lot of those stats are coming from, if you just look at grace, the driving sucks, but the approaches are really good. And, I can't really figure out his putter. It's either really good or really bad. I think I'd rather go with that class of player who I just think is a lot better than Johnny Vegas. You know, it is interesting if, it, oh gosh, these, these, these guys who drive it well, man, if that's their only weapon, it might, it might not be a great week for them. Cause I think everybody's going to, you're, I think you're, I think you're spot on there. Or, or we could be completely misreading the situation. And it's one of those things where if you're a good driver, you become like an a great driver because of the elevation, because you can just go hog wild at it and you're basically chipping onto every green. There's that outcome as well. The, the best setup. So if, if you're Rory McIlroy, if you're Johnny Vegas, what you hope to find when you roll up to summit club is, um, deep bunkers pinched in at like 300 yards and where it's like, or maybe 290. Like if I, I, I where guys have to say, I have to, I'm going to try to carry this and keep it in the fairway, and I, or I have to either shape it through or hit three wood. Like Abe answer might be like, oh crap, I got to hit three wood here so I don't roll this into one of these bunkers. And now you have like a 30 yard uh, gap between you and the rest of the field. That would be best case scenario. I will hope to find that out uh, later this week. But at, at this point, I'm not positive if it's going to be a benefit or not. You remember when Kevin Na was like the most popular guy at the Fortnite championship? Yeah. No one's going to use him this week. Does he get credit for um, pre-baby swag? Just announced uh, that he's, his, his, his third child is on the way. I don't see why we wouldn't <laughs> give him that. I mean, if he wins, we will definitely credit that sort of baby swag. That's a narrative that I will help push. He's 7,800 bucks. And I'm just always in the camp. Like how I think it was Raza and I were talking about this the last time he was around. It's like, if he's popular, don't play him. If he's not popular, yeah. play him. It's, it's a pretty easy formula. 
He is uh, obviously from Las Vegas. He would have been one of the most popular golfers. Uh, I think in, even after the miscut at the at the Fortinet, he would have been one of the most popular golfers last week at TPC Summerlin because of the great uh, history there. Withdrawals because of the the rib injury. But if you go look at uh, large, how, however detailed you want to get, large bent grass greens. Kevin Na is like one of the best guys on tour in the last ten years. Uh, in terms of like strokes gain putting, and he always gets it going in Vegas. So yeah, I, I would love to see like a sub, well, 78 player field, like sub 7% Kevin Knock could be pretty interesting. I would say even sub 10%, that just has a lot of, and there's not a lot that I like in that upper sevens at the same time. Just looking at his past eight rounds, like he lost 1.7 strokes on approach in the second round of the Fortnite. After that, he gained an average of 1.4 strokes gained on approach in his previous seven rounds. Maybe his game's a little bit out of whack after withdrawing last week with an injury in a no-cut event. Like, Kevin Na is a Kevin Na, Jason Day, Louis Ustays, and they, those are three guys that can kill you in a tournament like this if they just withdraw. And you're like, oh, some of my guys did miss the cut. This isn't great. And I think that there's a stigma attached to them because now day reeks so no one's going to use day anyway but with louis and na maybe their ownership does get quelled just a little bit at least at the ceiling end of whatever that projection is because people don't trust them they have gotten a little bit better at uh withdrawing before the tournament starts (laughs) louis did it a couple of months ago kevin Nod did it on like tuesday last week instead of like the uh 11 a.m eastern you know tweet from pga tour comms that these guys have withdrawn so they've gotten a little bit better but you're right this is that that is the the one path to total disaster is having the guy who withdraws this week while everyone else gets four guaranteed rounds i I forget who it was in the tour championship i think it was jim furick withdrew in the first round of the tour championship it was just like and he was like 15 percent owned People lost their shit. Um, I didn't have them, so I thought it was hilarious. I suppose if I had them, I would have been pissed off. But it just, you kind of have to roll with it. And they're the type of guys, Louis is just going to be popular because they, the stats from last week check out. Louis's been great. We expect the putting to rebound. But Na doesn't have that same level of trust. People ride Na until he shits the bed, which he's done now, that he withdrew last week. It's just going to be bad vibes around Kevin Na. If you if you blindly bet Kevin Na, you'd be outright, up so much money. Yeah, just for like the last four years, right? You'd just be you'd be up so much on it. I got Cause it because he wins once a year. Yeah, I, I got him at, at sixty to one. Colonial at sixty to one. That was the yeah. one time that I actually cashed in on Kevin Na. But Colonial has been good to me over the years. I'm like non Kokrak. Just bet all my guys who win at cool. Colonial. Maybe this will be the course for them. There you go. Yeah, there are there are a couple of guys that if you've just been blindly bet Morikawa Morikawa's. I mean, to me, I'll be interested to see what they do with his number right now that he's got what five wins, two major championships. Are they going to let him slip down to the thirties again anytime soon? Like we'll, we'll see, but um, yeah, he's, he's one of those guys that I think you might get away with just blindly betting for a while. Well, let's talk about bets. I, I had been blindly betting Morikawa for ages. I finally missed him at the open championship. The only one that I haven't been a part of yet. So Colin's been very good to me. It's like Patrick Reed. If you would, And that's the reason that I bet Siwoo every single week, except for the week that he won, I didn't bet him because his odds were down because I'm an idiot. But if you had just been betting Siwoo every event for the past six years, you'd be up a lot of money. Patrick Reed's the same way, that he wins so often and his odds always just slip and slip and slip that who cares if the course isn't right for him or whatever. He just finds like, who would have thought he would have won at Torrey Pines? Like, that's insane. Yeah, that was like the worst place for him. And he figured he figured out a way. He figured out a way to win. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think he's got what nine wins now at this point. It's it's some guys just find a way to show up in the winner's circle. Patrick Reed definitely one of them. 
So bets. I like Hovland at yeah. 28. Uh, thanks to my guy, Tom Jacobs. He is doing the European Picks and Bet Show on Mayo Media Network. He gave out Wilco this morning, Nienbar, where the hell his last name is, uh, at 100 to 1. He's down to 80 to 1 now. I still bet it at 80 to 1 with the each way, but it's Hovland. I might just say screw it. Morikawa still feels underpriced at 16 to 1. Like the fact that he's not 10 to 1 with Dustin and he's not as high as Justin Thomas speaks to the fact that the books still aren't there with him yet. And I saw an 18 that you might be able to find. Yeah, the the how scared books are to get burned by Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas, where all it takes is like any glimmer of them playing well to to shoot them one two here. Uh, I tend to agree with you. I was expecting to wake up on Monday morning and see Morikawa, yeah, ten or twelve. I don't know if I will get there. I might, but I'm all Hovland for sure. I'm I'm on. If I if I then start to extend the card down a little bit further, um, y- you know, I'm I'm a little bit interested in. Uh, Aaron wise, but I, I don't know if that guy can actually win the golf tournament. Right. So I'd, I'd probably look to someone kind of in the middle there, which is, um, I, I don't mind Harris English. I don't mind Harris English at 35 to one on a course that nobody's really seen. He's usually well-rounded and he's coming off just a week. That's never going to happen again. Well, if you have access to a book that is cool and you can bet on it, you might be able to get Harris English at 50 to one. Uh, I like I I do like 50 more than 35 yeah, for sure. I, I think I'm going to bet that <laughs> right now uh, as we're talking. What what are what are nah? I didn't even see nah nah 55 here. What's he on DK? He is 55 on DK. What's he here? Kevin uh, 50. So somehow Kevin Na and Harris English are the same odds on the one site that has the good Harris English odds, which are wor- the worst Kevin Na odds you could find. This site's so weird, but I've caught them with some really big golf numbers in the past. It's it's the best site to look for if you think that an odd is ever going to be off. It's always on this site. A little shopping goes a long way, Pat, uh, especially for some of these numbers. Cam Davis, 130. 130 to 1. I will have I will have a Cam Davis ticket this week. That's pretty good. One 130 to 1? What's wise? Then? Would, would you rather have wise or would you rather have uh, Cam Davis? No, nah, I'd still rather have Cam Davis. I think. I mean, wise is wise is not going to win this twice as often as Cam Davis is. As much as I love wise, and uh, he's honestly probably better in DraftKings because he's a birdie maker and then he gives them all back. Cam Davis, uh, just raw talent upside. Let's go, hundred and thirty to one. In fairness, I'm looking at a sixty-five to one Aaron Wise. I just assumed that they would be around the same. Uh, they are not. So they are not. yeah, let, let's take a hard pass on that one. Your guy Johnny Vegas is one hundred and twenty-five to one. It looks like. Yeah, but do you, is this one of the? Because I know Kokrak won this event. Uh, what was it Shadow mm-hmm. Creek last year? But it's usually one of the very top, when the top, and this is most of the top guys, and when most of the top guys get together, one of the top guys usually wins. Yeah, that's why it's uh, it, it's hard to even go to like Cam Davis, right? And we see this from WGCs too, then which they're basically doing away with WGCs. Uh, but but yeah, when when you get no cut, four guaranteed rounds, and a lot of the top, call it forty players in the world, one of the top like fifteen guys wins it. Uh, so it is probably beneficial to just kind of stack your card up top and and hope for the best. So Hovland. English. Yeah, Hovland's, Hovland's going to win, for I'll, sure. All right, well, that's good news, because I, I, I just found him at 30, so I bet him at 30, and we'll, we'll see how that ends up going. Uh, so Hovland, 30, English, 50. I'll probably just end up betting Morikawa at 16. Just those are my three guys. I'll ride with him. Actually, what are Kokrak's odds? Kokrak's 60 he, here. 
50 on DraftKings, I believe. 50 on DraftKings. Um, I should just be using uh, the site that you and Feinberg and now Tom do work for, Odds Checker. I can just go look at everything on the screen all in one spot. It, That'd be handy. It's, it is handy. Yeah, so 50 to 1. So yeah, I'll make a decision on Morikawa. I'll release my cheat sheet in the newsletter that comes out on Tuesday. But that's probably where I'm going to end up going with. I'm surprised. I mean, Brooks at 30 is a pretty good number. Uh, yeah, I had that conversation. I actually had that conversation with Feinberg, which is like when Brooks wins this and at 30 to one, aren't you going to feel pretty stupid, right? Like once, like when, when a three gets next to Brooks's name, um, you, I feel like you almost have to blindly bet it. Like I just, it's so scary to see him down. They're just hanging that number for us. So I'll put Brooks question mark and read it 65 to one at question mark. That's a big number for Patrick Reed, who is maybe the worst player on tour right now. It's been so bad. He was he was bad at the end of last year, and then he came out and was uh, with all the narrative, all the snubbed Ryder Cup conversation. It was horrible, which is like so scary. So yeah, maybe Morikawa sixteen, Brooks thirty, Hovland thirty, English fifty. I I can afford that. That sounds good to me. Uh, yeah, you can afford it. Yeah, you just you'll just have to send me you'll have to send me some money and we'll be good to go. Uh, do you see? Is the exchange is the exchange rate in our? It's, it's is it in your favor these days? Yeah, but it's not. As, it's not as much in my favor as it has been in the past, which is so I'm just hoarding American money at the moment until the dollar. Like it's been this way at the beginning of the pandemic, like the first month in March, I became like the richest person alive because the U.S. dollar <laughs> went to like one fifty, like a dollar fifty for six weeks versus the Canadian dollar, and then it went down to like a four year low it's been like 1.23 i was like oh man if i just had all the money and then as i do now and could have cashed it out this would have been glorious that's a big change when you that's like what is that a 25 percent change like when you go up in yeah. a dollar that's huge money yeah, it's massive it's massive sorry i cut you off what were you saying did i see what yeah the players news uh it's now the prize pulls yes. up to like 20 million for the players they're gonna it might not be a major but it pays it pays better than one yeah i mean and and they added uh they added money to the tournament of champions uh purse they uh are giving an extra fifty thousand bucks uh if you play 15 events and i understand that there are more purses that are going to be raised here in the near future so uh business is booming pat I like it. Uh, the first thing that I, the only reason I saw it on Twitter, I think it was no laying up that tweeted out is they, they compared it to like LPGA purses. I was like, you can't do that. Like that's, that's not fair. It's not the same league. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, and LPGA, the, the LPGA, um, they, they're, they're, they're going to do a good job of this for, uh, it's not going to be called the Evian anymore. They, they got a new sponsor. They got a new name. I think it's Chevron, where it's going to be on network TV. Like once you get on the net, like the, like the network, it is, it's so much more money. You can do a lot more sponsorship. So they're, they're headed in the right direction. But yes, it is going to be impossible to compare uh, these tours against one another, especially with the, the sponsorship money, the purses, all that stuff. Well, I mean, the number one thing the LPGA could do right now if they want to improve their product is get better shot link, make it easy to gamble on, and then people will start watching it. They should play. I think they should play uh, Sunday to Wednesday. That's oh, what they should do. Remember when Corn was wasn't Corn Ferry doing that at the beginning of they last year? They tried it for like like six weeks. They did it and then they abandoned it. And I think it's because you know these guys go back and forth all the time, right? Corn Ferry PGA back and forth. It would be hard to kind of. Uh, to do that, right, where you got guys who want to play on both or who want to go, but like the LPGA doesn't have that issue. Um, you know, there is there is not a constant uh, transition between other tours. They could do that. They could play 
uh, whatever Sunday to Wednesday and get, I mean, I, I would watch it more often, right? Like uh, I'm always looking for golf to watch. Yeah. I, I think that I would too. It's better than watching like the rerun of some terrible tournament from eight years ago on the golf channel. Yeah. Like don't put it on at the same time as the tournament I have money on that I'm gambling on. Like that, I, I, that's I not know. a good recipe it's for crazy. success. Well, even the PGA tours try to figure out, uh, Hey, don't go up against Football. championship Sunday. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're going to, they're going to finish Tory pines on Saturday. Like, yeah, uh, let's be smart. I'm in favor of doing that for the entire swing season. Right. Just because that way you don't have to go up against Sunday football, uh, in the entire fall. Like, like, let's be smart about this guys. I have enough TVs now that I can allocate one of the TVs to golf during the late set of football games, but I'm very blessed that way. And that's how, for my job, I have it set up uh, that I made sure that I had that extra TV to turn on golf to watch it. I feel like most people just don't give a shit about golf this time of year, and they could make them do it. It could be all right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I imagine most don't have nine TVs uh, laying around to, to make to make all their uh, sports watching dreams come true. But you're right. That we And it's not that big of a change. There are ways that uh, you could entice people to watch more golf. You just have to be a little bit creative, swallow your pride a little bit, say we're not going to go up against football and uh, get some more eyeballs. Yeah, like knowing what knowing where you stand and having good self-awareness is pretty huge i mean i lack that but i feel like the pga tour should be able to figure this out just a little bit don't go up against the highest rated thing on tv maybe that will help i don't know maybe maybe that's just a crazy thought because people like tim andercus would be like well you can't have tournaments that don't end on sunday that's not how it's done I, um, uh, real quick, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I had a conversation with a, 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 a network executive this week and I, I, I was on my soapbox for golf coverage. And I said, listen, like just show the shots. That's what we, like, we don't care about the storytelling, just show the shots, show more shots. And, and he said to me, uh, you know, these executives would say that you're not the target demographic. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. I could be Pat. Like I could be the target demographic. The reason I'm not is because you don't show the shots. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I was the, all fired up. Yeah, well, all the, I had basically the same conversation with someone high level at NBC one time, and I was like, I and they told me the exact same thing. You're not our target demographic because I'm not an old <laughs> white dude. I was like, well, I'm a young white dude who has money that I'm going to spend. You might want to. I will be an old white dude soon. <laughs> you, you, you might want to get me as a viewer, and all of my friends who are like have their their purse overflows with disposable income, like Lindsay Nagel. Like that's who likes golf. It's disposable income people, and they can be of any age. And if you cater somewhat to, and as I've always said, why do we have to make it the CBS broadcast or the NBC broadcast? You have Peacock sitting right there. You have the Golf Channel. Just run the Shots Channel, and that would be much better. Uh, you are preaching to the choir, my friends. Yes, I, I completely agree with you. So if any of you out there talk <laughs> to some sort of network executive, just tell them the green zone. Rick and I will host it. It's not that hard. There you go. That'd be fun, right? No. Yeah, show the shots and we will uh, shut up and we will just say, here's Sung JM on 13. Here's Abraham answer on 14. It'll be just rattle off the shots. We'll give you updates on, uh, on the bets and, uh, it'll be great. Yeah. And we can do our, like we, I mean, you're doing the cut sweat show every week over on your channel. Uh, you know, I invented the cut sweat show. If you didn't know, which I probably didn't, I think Jeff did, or he stole it from someone else. Either way, imagine having a leaderboard up on the screen during a cut sweat show of the guys near the cut who are still on the course. Imagine. 
imagine and we know they have cameras at nine and 18 that's where these are all ending we're gonna find out if this guy's gonna make the cut in two shots we're gonna get a resolution in 30 seconds of whether this guy is going home or not uh and he knows it which is even great drama yeah imagine and it can't be that hard to do because when they had like the all feeds at the players i was able to open up 16 boxes on my like across three tvs and like you know open it in Chrome, minimize it to one fourth the screen because they didn't make it easy to quad quad box everything. I just had 16 groups up at one time. And you know what? It wasn't that hard to follow. Yeah. And you, yes, exactly right. And you could just bop around. If they let me, I got kicked off my stream once because I I, I showed the coverage. If they let me do that, I could do it on YouTube. It's not that hard. Just throw it up on the screen and share it. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Just give us access to the camera. Sure. 20 bucks a show. People would pay for that. I think. Oh my God. I would empty my bank account for something like that. People yeah. would definitely pay for it. It'd be great. And you could listen to it as an audio stream as well. You're like they're always just running. I thought you had to pay for Sirius XM. Apparently you don't because you can just stream it straight from the app. I don't know how that yeah. sort of deal. You can works. do it through the app. Yeah. 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 Just stream it through the app. It would be fantastic. <laughs> you watch it on your phone. It'd be great. Uh, you know that we're going to be yelling about this until we actually are the demographic for the PGA tour. Yeah. I know. Or, or, or we are the executives. And then we're going to say, why would we do that? Our demographic is guys like us. We just want to, <laughs> we just want to see the story on Sunday unfold and watch two guys. So we don't get too confused. I can't keep track of three guys. I got to only look at two. I need to remember back to that time at the <laughs> CJ cup when I forget who it was, but they said that they were going to be having a kid and then they ended up winning. I want to hear a story about where the kid's at right now. I'm going to, I'm going to green light that one right now. Go give me a featured Jim Nance's head in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So oh. good. Good times. I'll see you in the golf digest call, making our picks that don't win. Hey, I got Sam Burns two weeks ago. Did you really? You bet you bet Sam Burns is the favorite in a tournament. Honestly? Yeah. Yeah. That blows my mind. I think he was my fate. Yeah. I was like, there's no chance I'm betting Sam Burns <laughs> at 14 to I- 1. I have definitely picked uh more fades that have won than winners that have won for sure. I mean, sometimes the favorites win, I suppose. I just, I just, I it, it did not read. It was like last week with Brooks. It was like, Brooks is the favorites. Like I'm not betting Brooks. It was even like Rom in Spain. It's like, I'm not betting a golfer plus 275 to win a golf tournament with 156 people. I don't care if he's 20 times better than everyone else who was there. Like that's just too short. Yeah, that's silly. The, the Rom, the Rom numbers are getting, are getting, I, I don't know when I'll be able to bet John Rom again. It might be a year. All it takes is one of these guys to go on a Rom-esque run, like if Dustin just starts doing it again. It feels like the American public doesn't love John Rom, Therefore, the numbers over in North America might get slashed a little bit quicker. That'd be my take. Interesting. I mean, it was was DJ. I think he actually ended up withdrawing before the event, but he was like three to one to win Pebble Beach uh, earlier this year. So yeah, all it takes is one of these guys to win. Yeah twice or three times in a short period and Rom will be back to 12 and that guy will be four to one. Oh, I am trying to get DraftKings to send me to waste management this year. So I'll do my, my Super Bowl week coverage and my waste management coverage like live from the course. I think they're setting up the DraftKings like sportsbook type dealy that's there. I'm, I'm, do you want to come to that if that's the case? Uh, Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'm available. Uh, that, that's the thing. I can kind of float around wherever. I'm happy to go to any course, do whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, let's do it. How far away? Like, how far away is that from you now? Like, how would you drive uh, or fly? 
I would fly, but I mean, I guess I could, I could drive it. It'd probably be like four or five hours, oh, uh, but I, I would, yeah, I, it'll be like an hour flight. So I'll just fly. <laughs> All right. I'll do it on the Pat Mayo experience. You can catch my cheat sheet up on DK nation. The bets will be in the newsletter. Hit the description to sub to that. Now listeners league link in the description, fantasynational.com slash Mayo to get 20% off Rick. I saw you've already released your DraftKings picks over on your channel. Rick run good on YouTube and let everyone else know that you're talking golf all the time. And where can they watch? Yeah, that's right. So YouTube, uh, Rick run good. Rick run is my data website. If you follow me on Twitter, which is shockingly at Rick run good, I will, uh, tweet what I see from, uh, summit club this week and other musings that, uh, you may or may not like. I'm glad you were able to get the socials all on the same page. Cause that DFS on demand was tough. Good name. Though. It was tough. I mean, at the time I thought I was, the, I thought I, I thought I had, I had a gold there. And then I was like, listen, this is, this is too hard. Rick run good. I love that. That's great. Let's line these all up, make it easy. Yes. It was that, that, that day that I made the switch was, was big in my life. What you might lose in SEO. There is a branding opportunity. Like everything that I do has my name in it. And then people just remember my name. So I, I think it's a good idea to go with Rick run good. I think that was a good move. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, so far, so good. I haven't had anybody complain about it. So, not that I would care, but yeah, I think it's been good. All right. Rick Gaiman, follow him at Rick Run Good on Twitter. You can follow me at the PME. I'm doing giveaways for Millie Maker tickets this week for NFL on Wednesday. So, tune into that. And don't miss the Spread Pick Show or the Friday Bet Show, which are the two hottest new shows of the year. Great ratings. Very good ratings for the Spread and Bet Show, uh, as opposed to all the other shows. Except for this one. People still tune into golf all the time. So I appreciate you watching. I appreciate you listening. Uh, and I hope you win this week. I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.